What is up, everyone? Nick and Charlie, Process Podcast, coming to you at, what is it, Nick? 5.30, right after the game, which is rare for us. But you know what? It's playoffs. It's time to mix things up a little bit. Bills pull off a huge 27-24 victory against the Indianapolis Colts. Things got scary at times, but man, 25 years in the making, and it, it feels good. The first Bills playoff victory of Josh Allen's lifetime. And Charlie, you got your wish. They knocked down a Hail Mary instead of trying to catch it. Yeah, you know, my, my cousin went to the game. He was one of the lucky ones that got to go, and he's 24, 25, whatever it is. He, he's, you know, so I think it, it's it's also his first playoff victory of his lifetime. But he made a joke. He goes, well, I'm 1-0 at Bill's home. I'm undefeated. He said, I'm undefeated at Bill's home playoff games. I'm like, well, that's a solid point. You you definitely are. So it was a good game, though, man. Like, like I thought Josh Allen played really well. I've seen some people kind of being real critics of Josh Allen and, and how he played today. You know, I know the fumble at the end was not ideal. But outside of that, I thought Josh Allen had a very good game. Yeah, outside of that one play, yeah, I thought he played played pretty well. Definitely – there were there was that one shade of of the Houston game from last year where you're like, what what are you doing? Like a lot of, outside of that of that last fumble, I, I didn't get that too much. He had a lot of typical Josh Allen stuff. He had some nice runs. He had some absolutely unbelievable throws. He had some guys make some sick catches. Some uh, some drops today. Mm-hmm. Two two passes literally through guys' hands. Diggs had one wide open in the first right through his hands. And that's um, not something Diggs, Diggs does often. No. Uh, I mean, Josh's total number is pretty good. 26 to 35 for 324 and two passing touchdowns plus a rushing touchdown and 54 yards on the ground. He's the team's leading rusher. And by the way, when you're weighing Josh Allen's MVP candidacy, you should probably factor in that he's also the RB1. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, man. In general, the Bills – Rushing game was not ideal today outside of Josh Allen. I thought Singletary had a big run there towards the end where he picked up a big first down um, on that last drive, I believe it was. Um, yeah, after Moss got hurt. Mm-hmm. But, and man, and, and losing Moss, I thought Moss had a, had a fairly good game as well. He did really good picking up some some yards after the catch today, some some extra yak um, today to, uh, you know, r- r- really help the team in the passing game. Um, but outside of that, man, the running game was non-existent, um, was not happy with the call there in the second half to rush it three times in a row. Yeah. You I, I thought, right before halftime. Yeah. 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 I mean, they, they, they usually don't run a first down, but they called the run a first down and then it was second short and they're like, well, let's try to run it again. And they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And like, well, it's third and short. Uh, let's, let's run it again. And I didn't. Each individual call, I didn't really have a problem with. Then you stop and look at it, and like we didn't throw it one time, huh? Like, like in hindsight, mm-hmm. that looks worse. But at at each moment, I was like, well, a run's not a bad call here. I tweeted multiple times throughout the game today. Like, you have an MVP caliber quarterback, and you're running the ball this much. Josh Allen, up until that final drive of the first half, had nine pass attempts. Nine. Your MVP had nine. Pass attempts. I mean, they, they didn't hand off that much. Moss and Singletary combined only had 10 rushes in the game. But th- there were, like, way too many design rushes for Allen. Like, what? Are, how many times do we have to, like, keep running this guy before he's going to 
You saw him try to run over Darius Leonard. Like, what are you doing, yeah. dude? Like, I, slide, I, just maybe don't take a direct hit from a beastly linebacker. Just go down. For for those that want to be really critical of Josh Allen's game today, I'll, again, outside of that fumble, I don't think he played bad. But you got to look at it this way, too. I don't think Dable called a good game today. Brian Dable is not good. This is not the Brian Dable that we've seen for the last six weeks or so. It was a much different and at times conservative play call. He seemed afraid. He seemed afraid to take too many chances with this offense for whatever reason. And we've been so used to seeing Josh Allen come out throwing 30, 40 passes the game um, that for whatever reason, he seemed to take a step back. I thought there was multiple times where he could have said, let's put our foot on the gas and keep going. And, and, and that, that driver Buffalo came out and ran the ball three times. He kind of had it figured out right there. Okay. I'm just going to give up this drive. It seemed like I, 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 you were at your six yard line. You could have done something. Yeah, I would have uh, liked to see more from the CBS broadcast kind of breaking down what the Colts were doing in the secondary because even though Josh was over 300 yards, it felt like he, the Colts were kind of limiting what he wanted to do and kind of confusing him a little bit at least to make him kind of go to his his second and third read a lot of times. And he, he did have a lot of yards off of scrambles and off of extending the play. But his uh, it seemed like the Colts must have done something right and we haven't had the all 22 is not posted yet. Obviously mm-hmm. uh, the broadcast camera doesn't show you that because the receivers just run out of the screen and then you just see the line. Apparently that's cool. But um, yeah, something I'm interested to hear more about that because the Colts seem to have a, a decent plan back there. I mean, the Colts defense I thought played well. Um, they had obviously that, that, two big sacks. They had the big sack that forced the fumble for Josh Allen late in the game. They had, they had a big sack. Um, I believe it was the same drive early on in that driver or the drive before that. Um, in all honesty, you know, the game all kind of blurs together, man. I tweeted out halfway through the game. I think in the picture that I tweeted out, man, my heart rate was up to, Yeah, are you okay? Yeah, man. You know, I didn't stroke out or anything. My heart rate was at 145 at one point, uh, throughout the game. This is around, 3:30. I checked my heart rate on that final drive, and my heart rate was up to 175. That's insane. That's like like and, a and, elite, elite. And keep in mind, it's like 180. It was 175 sitting in my chair. Like I was not running around. I was not pacing at that time. It was 175 just sitting still. It kind of so, makes you think, like like people who like lived and died with these teams in the 90s. Like, what would it have been like? Losing four Super Bowls in a row, right? I mean, what what would my what will my heart rate be if the Bills ever go to the Super Bowl? Like, in all honesty, <laughs> like if I'm one seventy five, I may I may need something. Like, I was even texting some friends to him, like, look, I need someone to text me and calm me down because the Jack Daniels is not doing it today. Like, I need more from people. I need I need you to give me more right now. But all, all in all, man, like I said, as nerve-wracking as the game was, Josh Allen played well. Stephon Diggs had a great game, had 100, uh, over 100 yards receiving today. Um, one guy that was real quiet I thought was John Brown today. I thought that we'd see no John catches, Brown yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, no catches. He had one that went right through his hands that I bet you, you know, he wishes he had back. But John Brown was real quiet today. Cole Beasley needs a huge shout-out, man, because Cole Beasley, that dude is a tough little cookie, man. You know, he he fought his butt off today with um with with that with that knee injury. And then I also noticed that his left ankle 
foot and ankle was uh, taped today as well. So I wonder if there's maybe two injuries going on, and maybe we don't know much about the second one. Um, but he hung in there. He toughed it out today, and I thought he played really well. He had a very good game today as well. And if we're talking about receivers, I can't believe I almost forgot him. Gabriel Davis, dirty. Put some respect on that guy. The NFL challenged him twice on the same drive. Toe drag swag. Like, if I don't see that on Good Morning Football, toe drag swag this week, yeah. Like, shout out right now to Nate Burleson. Like, man, give that man some love on two plays. Like, he deserves it on two. Yeah. All right, so listen, this is sort of leading into what what I was feeling in the first half here. So imagine just being a Colts fan and the Bills, and you're getting the other teams driving on you. And, man, some guy makes a sick catch on the sideline. Was he out of bounds there? View it? No, he was in. You're like, damn. Like, what was it, two plays later? The other sideline, same guy, same play, got to review it again, and you lose that one too. Like, this is sort of what – like, the first half was what it felt like to be a Bills fan over, you know, the last 20, 20, 25 years, right? Mm -hmm. Your team, you're having a good first half. You're an underdog. You had some conservative play calls. The Colts went down there initially. They called a screen on third and seven. They kicked the field goal. They punted twice from inside of Bills territory in the first quarter. Like, like just conservative stuff. And and we used to say that's not how you beat the Patriots, right? Like you got to put the pedal to the floor. Guess what? That's not how you beat the Bills right now. That's that's mm-hmm. what the Bills offense is. And then man, you, you're playing well, but the other team has better players doing insane things. The jo- the Josh Allen touchdown that was that was a you know, like a fake run, and he had the tight end knocks in the end zone. He Dude, that, was, that was not a fake over. run. That was a designed run that was just like, hey, With we need that on it. Yeah, like there was something there to bail him out. Like that had to be a designed run. Yeah, I mean that'd be that's fine if it was like that. Like that was that. I mean, was I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. Like, all right. Yeah, I'm saying like that's the unbelievable stuff that used to happen to the Bills. You're like, wow, we're playing good, and we we. Have field goal off the upright, or we, we should have went for it and we kicked, or we went on a fourth down and we missed, and we're mm-hmm. just missing these chances. And the other team just has these incredible playmakers like Diggs or like, uh, you know, Knox in the end zone or Allen falling down or the, t- the toe taps on the sideline. That's what it felt like to be a Bills fan. And now the tables are flipped and it's the other way. All right. And that, that was pretty cool to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, these guys, they sell for a field goal. That's cool. We're going to march right down their throats and just, just have a sick touchdown. That's what it felt like in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree, man. I mean, it was, it was a game where, as I said on the show this week, man, I, I was nervous this week. I was nervous going into the game. I thought the Colts were a lot better than what a lot of people were giving them credit for. I saw a lot of people online saying, man, Bills by 30, Bills by 40. Like, you know, Indy's not a bad team. Don't forget, they have Phillip Rivers, who, in my opinion, is still a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. I don't know if he plays next year. You tweeted out at one point in the game, and I I apologize now (laughs) that I was mean to you. I don't care if it was his last play. Just win the damn game at that point. Um, Yeah, CBS talked to him before the game about, is he going to retire? And so you're coming down the field, and you're like, wait a minute. This is Philip Rivers' possible last drive of his career. Like he's gonna leave it, you know. Any whatever he's got to do, he's gonna he's gonna do it. And then the, we can talk about this more again later. I thought that that probably played into it. Maybe not the Rivers angle, but just the end of the end of the game angle with with that fumble that they somehow didn't call a fumble. I'm like, you know what? They're not gonna just end the game on this call, right? Like even though it's so freaking obvious, they're gonna they're gonna let the players decide, like some baloney. Don't, but, don't I don't know. question. 
I, I know we'll talk about it in a little bit, but dumb question. Does that call get called a fumble if Phillip Rivers is not the quarterback for Indy, if it's Jacoby Brissett? I was thinking it was, it was just game situation where they're like, well, uh, it's sort of close. And we're, we don't want to – we want the drama of this play. We're just not going to call it now. Man. Right, right. Like the entire country saw all the re- – there's no replay at all that doesn't say fumble. And the entire yeah. country saw I, I don't know yeah. what more you, you could ask for. Anyway, we'll yeah. get back there. I mean, um, man, the, the – yeah. So the first half was obviously full of ups and downs. The, the the huge drive there at the end, beautiful drive there at the end by the Bills to uh, come out and get get a touchdown there at the end of the half, you know, and and go into the half with the lead. I was a little nervous, um, you know, that they come out and, and and lay an egg early on there to start the third or to start the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, they at least moved the ball. I mean, they still got three points up. In the third quarter, which was better than nothing, and you know that's why you draft a guy like Tyler Bass. Man, Tyler Bass made some some nice field goals today for Buffalo, especially in in the fourth quarter. There, they had they uh, Josh Allen the hard count. First of all, that, that was the end of end of the first half. I think I cannot believe the Colts fell for the hard right? count. Did you not watch film? They do this every week. McDermott's favorite play in the entire playbook is the fake hard count. And Allen did it, and the guy jumped offside, and they got the free play. And it, I don't know, How, it would have been a pick, but the, they knew. Somewhere, somewhere EJ Manuel <laughs> is smiling like, yeah, <laughs> that is the EJ Manuel. That will forever be the EJ Manuel play. The hard count should be renamed the EJ Manuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but listen, so Tyler Bass in the fourth quarter, they're deciding, you know, it's going to be a 54-yard kick. Should we send him out? Should we go for it? That is exactly – what mm-hmm. they drafted Tyler Bass for is that play. They did not trust Stephen Hauschka on long kicks last year. He was one of six from 49 yards or longer. And even in the playoff game against Houston, you could tell they clearly did not trust Hauschka for that. And they drafted as, Bass. This is it. As much as we gave Josh Allen a apology letter, like Tyler Bass, there's one too. Because how many people, and I know you and I are included in this group, but we both kind of said at one point, like, all right, like, I'm done with this kid. Like, he can't make a field goal, whatever. I'm ready to see him go. And he has redeemed himself very mm-hmm. good this season. I mean, He's I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there. That doesn't deserve an apology letter. That's just the reality of the NFL. You miss kicks like that, you're out of the job, period. And it doesn't mean you're like a bad player who will never figure it out. It means the team cannot go forward with someone in that moment that they don't trust at all. So yeah, I was happy to see this team stick with him, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad for him that they turned it around. But he was literally probably one more missed kick away from, from getting cut. Mm-hmm. Did you have any nerves there on that on that 54-yarder? Like, outside of the fact no. that, yes, he had to make it. but No, but like since since that game, where I think it was the Jets game where he ended up with eight, so he was six for eight, and he missed two that day and an extra point or something. I may have a little fuzzy on the details, but since that game, he's been much more confident. Even even before that, he was his makes were like just barely squeaking it in, and something something clicked for him. I don't know if it was just the reps or the experience or just just going back out there and pushing through pushing through the struggle or what. But he seems so much more confident. I was like, you know, he's got this. This is what they drafted him for. Like, I uh, it's it's crazy after seeing them. So not trust Hauschka and having Hauschka come up short on makeable NFL kicks. And, you're Dude, like, oh, and, the, and the little God. little handshake that he's got there with, uh, oh, my God, what a catch by Cooper Cup, by the way. Um, oh, I'm not watching. 
in between two defenders. Like it was very much the Josh Allen to Patrick DeMarco heave <laughs> last year, but except this year it went to Cooper Cup and he just came down with it in between uh Jamal Adams and uh and Diggs. Cooper Cup probably would have caught the pass to DeMarco too. Probably. I mean, anyone I feel like could have caught I th- think Dawson Knox could have caught that pass. But yeah, man, I mean Tyler Bass, I, I I was definitely nervous there at the end with that kick, but the little handshake that he does with the rest of the guys is definitely uh a highlight. And two, Josh Allen's handshake. <laughs> does he have a handshake with every receiver? I think he does. I know he's got one with Diggs, I know he's got Many one with John Brown. Celebrations. Yes, yes. Kudos to him, man. I just you know, whatever happens with Josh Allen from here on out, like I will forever say that I I I love Josh Allen, man. He he is just a fan of Buffalo. He loves the city. He loves the fans. He has embraced it through and through and through. And you you love to see that because Buffalo gets ragged on so much. You know, and how many times you hear from football players, even the hockey hockey guys that come to town that say, man, I love Buffalo. Like I'm raising my family here. Um and and I I did hear today to Josh Allen's, uh, you know, success. I did hear that the Bills may be looking at at signing him to a big contract extension this offseason, which may make him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Um, I kind of hope in my own selfish ways that Josh says, look, don't make me the highest paid quarterback because you've got to be able to keep guys around me. And he kind of takes the Tom Brady type of angle when it comes to getting paid. Like, I don't need a lot of money. Just keep, keep giving me a winning team every year. I don't know if anyone's ever gonna say, "Don't give me a lot of money." I think. I, mean, I, I don't look, know. I don't think he's ready for the Patrick Mahomes extension yet. I mean, we'll no, see what happens in the next month. But uh, honestly, they they have more time with him. He's he, this is his third year, so he's they're gonna this season. They're definitely gonna pick up his third year, his fifth year option. Which yes. before I think in our preview episode we were like, you know, if things go really bad this year, they might not pick up his fifth year option, which was mm-hmm. which was legit. Um, if he had had a a very poor season, clearly, uh, that's going to be the most easiest decision for Brandon Bean ever is pick up Josh Allen's fifth year option. Uh, so they, they really have another year of him being cheap and then he gets, he gets a little bit more expensive in the fifth year. Not, not true quarterback money, but I would, I don't feel like he's a guy who is rushing to test free agency so if i were them i would probably wait and get him have him again cheap for next year and try to negotiate after next season look he said he wants to stay in buffalo for a long time now whether that's just talk or whatever it might be you know great stay in buffalo as long as you want like you're you're welcome like stay here um you know he, he he's been good and again outside of that fumble i thought josh allen had a really good game there was a lot of people that were ready to hate on josh allen because of that fumble and yeah, you know what? It had shades of Houston written all over it, but um, you, you know he he played well all game. It's not like the Houston game where he played okay. And in the first half of the Houston game, remember Buffalo didn't throw it. No quarterback threw a touchdown. Josh Allen caught the touchdown from the wide receiver and scored a touchdown that way. And that was the only score yeah. that Buffalo had in the end zone all game. Um, so outside of that, though, I, I thought Josh Allen today had a very good Josh Allen game. He still had 324 yards passing, 26 for 35, two touchdowns. Plus, you had another 54 yards on the ground and another rushing touchdown. Like, where are you going to tell me that you think Josh Allen did not have a good game? I'm sorry. I strongly disagree with people. I, Yeah, that that's, would be a good take it all for me. He played well. 
But I do want to ask you, so everyone talks about fumble luck. You know, a fumble versus a fumble lost or a fumble recovered is often just just luck, and there, there's no real way to say you have a skill for recovering fumbles as a team. It's usually just luck, and it changes from one year to the next. If the Bills are not able to recover Josh Allen's fumble, and I don't know, maybe the Colts go down and score, we probably look at that a lot differently. Yeah, but you know what? Even then, though, I, I someone tweeted out right away how Josh Allen, you know, well, Josh Allen just almost blew the game for Buffalo. I wasn't ready to throw my head on Josh Allen. Josh Allen was not the one to blame for Buffalo. No, but he did in this game. In theory, it didn't help. Really blow the it game. It didn't help. But he did. He did everything. In my opinion, he didn't do anything wrong. He had the ball in the opposite hand. The defenders did a good job getting his hand on the ball. Just, I mean, you know? he just got to take the sack instead of trying to right. be a hero. Right. Getting and out I of will it. say, yeah. And and I will say too, the last pass that he made to Devin Singletary was a little hero hero ballish. Yeah, um, but, but you know, all in all, he, DeMarc, he, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't on uh, hero ball the entire game. It was, it no. was I don't know. Two or three minutes in time only. He he played well. Even if the Bills had lost that fumble, he would have had a good game passing, and mm-hmm. just kind of effed it up at the end. That throw to Stephon Diggs in the third quarter was a beauty too. Oh, the third, touchdown! Fourth quarter, I'm sorry, fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Yeah. 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 I, what is that cornerback doing? Just I I don't know, man. Like like D- Diggs had a great game too. D- Diggs had uh, 128 yards on six receptions. In a touchdown, um, but Nick, we, we, we've talked a lot about the offense. One thing we haven't said much about is the defense, and really, yeah, we've gone over twenty minutes. Now. I cannot believe we have the most frustrating part of this entire game, outside of the blown call, to me was the right. defense. Like really, really disappointing performance. Well, let's be honest, man, because the offense played so well, and we did not see that in the first playoff game last year, right? Like we we, we didn't see the Bills. I, I want to say. The Bills' offense never really looked competent outside of that first drive. They did not look like an NFL offense in that game outside of that first drive. In the Houston game, game you're talking about? Yeah, I, I didn't think the offense looked great. You no, know, last year, no. They didn't click in the Houston game. Today, they clicked, I would say, every drive but the one fumble drive. And even then, they were still clicking, moving the ball downfield, no problem. Yeah, the yeah. offense looked good today. I was just, just really disappointed with the defense. Yeah, On the podcast yeah. last week, I picked the Bills to win by – by 10, and it was really uh, the defense couldn't get off the field today. They were giving up constantly long mm-hmm. drives. The time of possession was mm-hmm. outrageous. I'm going to look it up right now just so I have the actual number. They you know, got gashed on the ground. Phil Rivers and Josh Allen, what an incongruity between those two passers. And right. the Bills still couldn't – like Phil Rivers kind of reminded me of – like a like an old man at the YMCA playing basketball, and you're like, I can take this guy, and he just got that old man game. He just knows, you know, how to work it. He knows how to do what he can do well. And Josh Allen's throwing these, you know, beautiful like thirty yard rockets that right in guys' hands, and Philip Rivers is throwing out these ducks, but they get over the linebackers and down before the and it's just hitting guys, and it, it was frustrating to watch but and then, but the bills just didn't have an answer their pass rush was non-existent the front four were lousy and they blitzed them i mean i don't i don't have the numbers yet uh i would be not be surprised if this was their highest blitz rate of the season and they still had very minimal pressure no sacks um philip rivers was getting the ball out but 
they they couldn't do anything to really slow down the Colts. The Colts kind of beat no. themselves. They had a ton of drop passes. They had some bad coaching decisions. All right, final time of possession. Colts 34-17, Bills 25-43. So, I thought it was a lot worse than that, truthfully. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the toward the end of the game, I think the Bills the Bills finally had some longer drives. The well, I guess they I guess they they scored too quickly maybe in the first half, but but every drive for the Colts, they were moving the ball. They got in they had like a 14 play drive that they hit the, the upright on and the field goal. It was, it was, it's not another thing I saw interesting though with this defense too, that I think can't go unnoticed is the amount of times that Josh Norman was in as, as, as quarterback too. how often Levi Wallace was not on the field. He was in the field at the end of the game, right? In the last drive? At the end, at the end, but Josh Norman played, I would say I, now we'd have to look at the snap count, which obviously is not out yet. But yeah, Josh Norman um, looks like he took the majority of the snaps at QB t- at quarterback. Sorry, quarterback two. I don't want a quarterback two, and don't put him at quarterback at cornerback two at CB two. Um, but defense needs to be better all around. How many times did the defense have a tackle in the backfield and just not be able to hang on to Jonathan Taylor? Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Jonathan Taylor's numbers were off the chart. He still had twenty-one carries for seventy-eight yards and a touchdown. He didn't blow you away on the ground. Him and Hines each had, you know, a couple big runs. Hines had six rushes for 75 yards. So that okay, was so that Hines was numbers were a little better. Quickly. Okay, so Hines numbers were a little better. He he and he had he had the bigger bigger yards. But I mean Jonathan Taylor only and and, and he I thought Jonathan Taylor was the one to be more worried about today. Uh, more so he than he, he, was, he got some hard yards. He got hit in the backfield and kind of bounced off. Yes. And the Bills need to find a way especially in the games coming up, man, like there's so much solid running backs that are left right now in the playoffs. Obviously you look at if, if Pittsburgh loses to Cleveland somehow, um, Cleveland, I'm sorry, if Buff, if Pittsburgh loses to Cleveland, the Bills play the winner of the Tennessee Baltimore game. Right. You look, you look at the running backs on both those teams, the way this Bills rush off rush defense was today, I don't want to play either one of those teams. Right, honestly, I feel like their best matchup is Pittsburgh. And if Pittsburgh wins, right. then the, then the Bills get Pittsburgh for sure. If the Pittsburgh loses, like you said, they get the the Tennessee Baltimore game. I think Pittsburgh is a better matchup. I do too. I mean, I like the Pittsburgh matchup a lot more than I like the Ravens because I think with the Ravens, not only do you need to worry about um, the running backs, you got to worry about Lamar Jackson. Um, and you know what, though? I, I think Tennessee, you can slow down Tennessee a little bit. Um, you know, you got to force Tannehill to throw the ball and you just got to stack the line. Problem is, you got to be able to bring down Derrick Henry, which has been a problem for everyone this year. He's a monster. Well, except for the Bills. He's a monster. The Bills did sort of limit him in their game. Right. I, I mean, and, and it's crazy, right? Because that's one thing where I always feel like Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott are prepared for. They're always prepared for a solid running game or a solid running quarterback. Um, today, they just were not prepared for a running game. I don't know if their thought was, hey, let's force them to throw. You know, they wanted Breeze to come out and throw the ball or or what? I'm sorry, Breeze. I'm, I'm thinking of the New Orleans game. They wanted Rivers to come out and throw the ball or or what their thought was. The problem is, the, the the defense just could not step up to the challenge. Luckily, they did finally on the last drive, but the defense just did not play good defense. And what is up, by the way? I, I again, I'd want to look at the stats a little bit. 
how many times do they only rush four guys today and not be able to get to the not be able to get to the quarterback? And another thing, well, two part question to you: Jerry Hughes dropped into coverage a lot today. He is your best pass rusher on that defensive line. Why are you dropping him into coverage so much? Yeah, the, the front four were just disappointing. The Colts offense, the Colts have a really good offensive line, uh, but the front four did not generate any pressure, and Rivers got the ball out quick, and there there was. Very little disruption on him. So the Bills were blitzing a ton, and I, I, I don't. I have to go back and look, but maybe, maybe uh, Jerry was was sort of on a zone blitz, sort of dropping back into coverage, so they had someone there as the linebackers were coming in. But uh, man, one of my thoughts during this game is defensive line is going to be a huge offseason need for the Bills. I know they get Starlet Tule back from his opt out. He's a good run stuffer, but he's not doesn't help in the pass rush. They they don't have, and I know that we love Jerry Hughes. Okay, they really don't have a true threatening edge rusher like like dominant teams have. Right, AJ Epinesa can't even get on the field. He pl- I thought I saw him a lot today. By the way, Epinesa. Well, I mean, and he, I was not yeah. impressed with what he did today. No, this season he's he couldn't really get on the field at times. Doesn't mm-hmm. make an impact when he is. Trent Murphy, we know, is he comes off the books next year at least. Uh, man, I don't know if there's if it's free agency or if it's the draft. They really could use an edge rusher. I won't be surprised if next week we see Trent Murphy over Epinesa. I did not think Epinesa had a good game. He couldn't seal that edge today, and that that side was all of the Colts' big runs came on the on Epinesa's side. And if he can't seal up that edge, man, that's a problem. Yeah, I'm not saying Trent Murphy is that much better, but I think he is better than Epinesa is right now. Mm-hmm. Right, and they're trying to mix that with getting Epinesa some experience, but they got to get more out of that guy for sure. And not the playoffs is not the time to give your guys experience, right? No, like no. At this point. Right, it, I, I was wondering if they, if they thought he's more of a more of an edge setter. He might be more stout against the run, even if he doesn't have. The wheels to get home and on the path, like whatever. It didn't work today. Maybe it would have been worse for the other guy. I don't know, but man, that's got to be a huge need for them. And then I know that we're planning on getting Star back. You gotta wonder. These are guys who take a, a physical beating every week. Now that they've had the year off, I would imagine some opt-out guys just decide to retire. They say, "I, you know, you kind of see the light. You're like, holy cow, my body doesn't hurt anymore all the time." Mm-hmm. This is great. Um, you know, I, would, I would not be surprised if some of the guys who opted out this year choose this stay retired. I don't know that that applies to Star at all, but across the league, I think that's possible. Do you think losing – obviously, I feel like it has something to do with it, but do you think having Jordan Phillips on this defensive line would have made that much of a difference, or do you think Jordan Phillips made the difference he made because of Star? Man, um, that's a good question. I don't. I don't think he was – that much better than the people that they do have. And it like, like to me, he was, he was better on like obvious pass rushdowns. Like, I don't know that he was going to help this run defense really, but it's, they, they, they need help on that line for sure. I thought the Colts really dominated on both sides of the line today. The bills pass rush, or I'm sorry, the bills pass blocking was okay, but you just like you've seen all season, the pass blocking is decent. The run blocking is lousy. Both sides of the line are huge issues for this off season. Yeah, you know, uh, I wouldn't say so much the offensive line as much. The defensive line for sure. They need to do something. 
They need to get some pass rush. They need to do outside of Milano. There's not much of a pass rush from this team. Jerry Hughes has had a good year. Yes. If you look again, if you look at his stats, he's had a good year with his pass rush, but again, outside of him, where are they getting any pass rush at Oliver? I feel like it's come around a little bit in the last few weeks, but not the way I think people thought he would come around. You know, I right. think a lot more people thought he'd come into the league and be more of a Aaron Donald type of defensive tackle um, more so than the way he's playing now. Right. He's but, playing, he's playing decent. He's not playing right. like a top 10 pick. Right. And, and you have to do something on that, on the ends because the ends, in my opinion, outside of Jerry Hughes have just not been good all year. You have a problem there, and you're going to be exposed. Other than that, I think the Bills have a complete roster all the way through. Just sure up your ends. Right. They don't have a ton of needs. Like, Mara Addison has had good spurts this year, but you don't have – and this is not a fair comparison at all, but you see what somebody like Chase Young has done as a rookie. You just – you leave him out there, and he's a threat on every single play. The Bills do not have any player who is a threat like that. No one – that concerns you, no one you need to send extra blockers to. They're, they're not threatening. That unit is not currently threatening. No, not at all. They might not be well coached. They might be, they, they're, they're talented and they're, they're good enough to get to the AFC East championship. That's, but like, they don't, that's, that unit itself is not a major difference maker. But you know who needs to step up at that point, though, Nick, is your secondary. And the Bills secondary did not, in my opinion, have a good game today. Again, last drive, Tredavis White had a huge knockdown. Even your linebackers at that point need to step up. Trey Edmonds, is, as much praise as he gets, did not have a, a, a good game in coverage. But you, Tremaine Edmonds is not a guy that you can put on a tight end and expect him to cover a tight end. He's not that type of linebacker. Mm-hmm. Buffalo used Milano a lot today to cover a running back, and that left Edmonds to cover the tight end. And that hurt them. The tight ends, once again, and you knew Philip Rivers was going to do this, right? Moali Cox, Jack Doyle, those guys hurt Buffalo today. And and you know that that's Philip Rivers' yeah. bread and butter is to use his tight ends. So they have T.Y. Hilton is the, is the most talented receiver on their team. In the second half, he had no catches on one target. So whatever they did there was phenomenal. But then they just got beat by somebody else instead. So it's, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, pick your poison. The tight ends all year – I mean, I should, you know, Titans kill him every week. You know, in one name we forgot about when we talked about the game last week, Nick, we talked a little bit about T.Y. Hilton and, and what he could bring. We forgot to talk about Michael Pittman, the rookie from USC, and he had a good game. He had five catches for 90 yards. I thought he had a very good game. Uh, came up with some big catches for Indianapolis early on, and the, the Bills, again, had no answer for him. He was a guy I had to look him up. I was, who who's this guy? Oh, yeah. Hmm. He's a guy that I drafted in our dynasty league this year, and I think I cut him because he was <laughs> he was hurt so much. I, I I I he was he wasn't doing me any good on on my bench. Um, but hey, speaking, of, speaking, you can send me the Venmo anytime. No, oh, yeah, so, thanks. I thanks did I did win the league. I just want to. Yeah, we need that. I I did have some kickback from a lot of people about you winning the league because <laughs> you had a guy that was apparently on IR that or that was not no longer on IR, still on your IR. Who? I don't know. This was brought up to me by other players in the league. That, that Listen, like- if you put someone on IR, you just can't add anyone else. We didn't, we didn't let 
Uh, the Colts, the Colts guy, we didn't let him, or I'm sorry, the, um, the Saints quarterback, he could have stayed, some leagues let him stay at tight end. All right, we said, mm-hmm. no, he's got to come out. We're going to mm-hmm. do it fair. We enforce the rules. And then, well, and and then some other people said your opponent should not have been where he was because he forgot to set a lineup. (laughs) Uh, well, yes, he did leave McCaffrey in his lineup when he was out. That's just tough. He would have lost anyway. That's what happens when you have every single Buffalo Bill (laughs) (laughs) on your in your lineup. But we'll get you that Venmo. I'll I'll send it your way tonight. Um, all right, we we got. Yeah, we need to go back. We're we're almost wrapping up here. Fourth quarter, end of the game, last drive is the last drive of Philip or Rivers' career. Who knows? Here's a play. Who oh, cares? Just won the game. game. Oh my gosh, he fumbled. That's the game. It's over. They have no timeouts. They can't stop the clock. They're gonna re- wait. No, hold on. They said he didn't fumble. What? They're lining up to step. The, the boost's not gonna stop it. They're starting. They're playing. They snap the ball. And we're freaking out. What is happening? How is the booth, A, not doing its job? How do they get it wrong in the field? And luckily, Sean McDermott gets a timeout in. They Sean, McDermott, Sean McDermott should win Coach of the Year just for that, that timeout. Like, okay, great they later timeout. said, oh, Buffalo gets his timeout back because it was actually stopped for, for – no, it was not. The play got off. Rivers was mad that he didn't get his completion because they blew it dead so late to give – McDermott's timeout. They would have just blown right past a game-changing fumble if McDermott didn't take timeout for them. And then they still missed the call. In all honesty, it was a good thing that Buffalo got that timeout back because they did need it later on in the game, and it worked out just fine for them. Yes. Um, but that was clearly a fumble. Yeah, they shouldn't yeah. even have to take timeout. Just review My the wife play. sitting watching the game with me was shocked that that wasn't a fumble. You look on Twitter – I don't know how that was a fumble. Nick, I, I, I've I said it. I don't know if I said it on, on here, but I definitely have said it a few times on Twitter. El Riveron needs to go. He is – and on top of that, right, this is playoff football. This isn't regular season where you, you can fix things through 16, 17 games, like figure it out, whatever. This is playoff football. You can't afford to be – I don't want to say be – Wrong, but I guess that's the best way. You can't afford to be this wrong in playoff football. Yeah, the entire country sees the replays. The announcers are – they have a rules analyst who used to be the official guy who decided right. to retire from that job, and now he just works for the broadcast. And, so, like, laying out exactly what you're seeing. He was down. He wasn't touched. He gets back up. Nobody's touched him yet. Then they rip the ball out before his knees hit the ground. Clearly, clearly, clearly a fumble. Just, like – all of Twitter was mind blown by this. I think someone did a good job. Someone tweeted out at some point a really good take um, saying something like, if the Bills, or I'm sorry, if the NFL doesn't start um, like fining or something to these referees when they make these calls that they should, that should not be a call on the field or whatever it was. And failing to overturn it, failing to make the change, you know, why why was that not reviewed to start is a, is a big question. Why was there not? Why was the booth not calling down sooner before Buffalo took that timeout is a huge question. Huge. You know, I I I thought that this, in my opinion, when they called that a a a catch, no fumble, I immediately thought 
two years in a row, the referees are going to screw the bills because I know you and I see that, that play from the third start of the third quarter last year differently, but I don't see the player gave himself up. The player took two steps through the ball at the, at the ref and that was it. He never took a knee, nothing. That was a clear and obvious fumble. The NFL later came out and said, yes, we made the wrong call there. But here we are again, and the NFL is making the wrong call again and almost screwing the Buffalo Bills again in a wild card playoff game. That mm-hmm. can't happen in the playoffs. Right. And if you want to know what Indy thought about it, here's uh, Stephen Holder who covers the Colts for the Athletic. I don't see the argument against this being a fumble. Ball game. And then, Everyone said really? ball game. Yeah. Because it, it, it should have been. And they, I don't know. What, what's the NFL? What, what's the rationale for that? There's no rules, you know, by the letter of the law or how they call it. There's no way to say that's not a fumble. So, like, do they just not want to have that play end the game? Like, I don't know. It was It's embarrassing. If the Bills would have lost that game, how do they get the refs out of the stadium? In all honesty, um, yeah, there there would have been some, uh, you know, some some Bills Mafia storming the NFL headquarters. I mean, there was something like I think Bray called it out on Twitter, saying like we're storming the storming the headquarters. Like, oh, did he? Really? I, yeah, yeah. Bray Bray said that exactly. I just don't understand how you say that that was not. I don't get it. It was a clear and obvious fumble, and yeah. then they come out on, on 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 Twitter and say we don't see how we don't see a clear and obvious. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? That was a clear and obvious fumble. The guy stood up; his knee was off the ground before Poyer touched him, and then Poyer forced it out. The ball was mm-hmm. out before he even came close. If you watch where Poyer's hand is, Poyer's hand is going through the ball, and at that point, Poyer's got his hand you know down at like his waist. Right the ball's out at that point. Right, so you're either saying, well, plus they didn't really specify. Was he down by contact before he got back up, or was he down before he fought? Like, they didn't even say. Uh, oh. he, he was just down. Sorry. And, and by the way, we should have uh, – the NFL does allow what they call a pool reporter. So one reporter who's a member of the Pro Football Writers Association will basically act on behalf of all reporters talking to the either the referee or the head of official. Like, we should get more. I'm not saying he's going to say anymore, but there should be a follow up there. So I mean, I don't know. Officiating's been an issue in this league for a long time, and Al Al Riveron is, in my opinion, to blame. Yeah, he he's the the head of officiating, and he's it's his job to basically oversee replays. Is that right? Yes. I mean, it's it's he's the one that's sitting in New York in the booth on the phone with the guys, mm-hmm. saying, "Here's what I see." And, and it's it's not just this game. It's not just the Bills. As much as I like to come on and say, man, the referees really – the NFL really hates the Buffalo Bills. The referees really hate the Buffalo Bills. It's not just the Bills that get, get screwed week in and week out on these calls. El Riveron has, has, has been responsible for some of the worst calls that have come off a replay in the history of the league. And how this man stays employed as head of officiating when he can't make the – clear and obvious correct call is beyond me just beyond me there's a tweet uh, the elias sports bureau says the colts are the first team to lose in playoff history with 450 total yards and no turnovers and edwarder from espn says not counting the fumble at the end that officially never happened right I, I i don't get it i don't get how that's not a fumble i just don't understand it's a clear and obvious fumble Mm-hmm. Even everyone's, but even I had people texting me 
who weren't Bills fans saying that's a fumble, 100% a fumble, 9,000% a fumble. It was a clear and obvious fumble to everyone in the entire world except for El Riveron and the idiot referee on the field. I would be interested, I'm sure, well, I don't know. I was going to say I'd be interested to see in the, the post-game interviews if um, if Zach Pascal, what he has to say. I don't know if the team will make him available via Zoom because that's how all the interviews happen now. But in, in a normal time, he'd, he'd stand his locker and have to answer questions, and I'd be down there saying, so did you fumble? Like, what, you know, what happened there? And I would love to hear what he has to say. Yeah, I, I would too. I mean, I don't think – I don't think they'll make him available enough to come on and and talk about it. Like, I feel like at this point it's game's done and over with. And yes, it would have been a vocal point had the game ended there. But at that point, you know, you know, he's going to say, no, I felt like I was down or whatever it might be. Um, The other thing that we're missing, as we're talking about officiating is Nick, we're also forgetting the fact that an official called the T Y Hilton quote unquote catch early on in the game, a catch when it was clear and obvious that he never had possession of the ball. Yeah, I, I mean, I it did go through a shadow like on the broadcast, so I like didn't really didn't see the end of the play, and I saw the ref say he caught it, and then and then you know TV's like, oh, he didn't catch it. I'm like, wait, what? Do you, what did he, did he hit the ground? And then they showed the other angle. Oh no, just clearly didn't have the ball at all. Period. Because I was like, oh, was it was his foot out of bounds? Just, just drop the ball, and they call it a catch. I don't know. It was one thing for for us on the broadcast not to see it. But when you're an official and you're right there, right there, and you don't see that he comes down and doesn't have the ball and the ball's behind him, and you call that a catch, like, what are you I, – I don't I don't get it. Officiating has been an issue in this league, and it needs to be fixed because guess what, man? It's 2021. You have all the technology in the world, and you can't fix your poor officiating. Yeah, I'm reading right now a headline from Pro Football Talk. The Zach Pascal fumble triggered four mistakes in officiating. So he's he's saying the first mistake was uh, you know the call on the field. Second was the NFL not initiating a review. Third That's saying it wasn't overturned, and fourth was the explanation from referee Brad Allen that the Bills won't be charged a timeout because the replay was activated by the league office. So Allen would have known. So he so he said like basically like a, a couple, we said before it was kind of BS their excuse. Uh, Pro Football Talk is explaining that the official would have known that the league was buzzing in before the play when he stopped the play, but he didn't announce that. He announced timeout by Buffalo. He would have known that they were buzzing in before the play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought that. Um, uh, by the way, again. Sean McDermott making that timeout. I mean, he was right in that ref's face. Um, smart move by him to call the timeout there early yeah. because, or, or when he did. I mean, that was right at the snap. Um, but it, it was, it was. I, I, I'm just, I'm at a loss for words because how that was just not automatically reviewed right away by the, by the league is just stupid. Um, but I mean, I mean, man, the officiating is just an absolute joke. It's an app. You can't be making these mistakes in the playoffs. Again, I understand if it's week one, week three, sure. Yeah, every game counts in the NFL because there isn't a lot of them. But the playoffs are when it counts most. And if you're going to send a team home on a bad call like that, again, luckily the Bills won because I don't know how you get the officiating crew out of that stadium. 
But if the Bills lose that game on a call like that, how how do you live yourself live with yourself as officials having to say I made and legitimately look at yourself and say I made the right call there because it was not the right call. The well, other, I mean, I mean, at that point, it's not even the officials. You're mad at New York, the refs, the referee. You know, they made their call on the field. People make mistakes in real time, like that happens. You kind of understand that. To actually go and have people to like sit down in slow mo and still make that call, like New York is who you got to be mad at. Well, yes, I, and it goes back to El El Riveron. That is that is my sole complaint. El Riveron is terrible. Fire him. Get him out. Something needs to change with him for sure. Um, he's he's very very bad. The other thing that I want to say too, Nick, oh, that, that that the officials missed that I feel like is not being talked about enough, and it's something that maybe got blown over, but it was one of Robert's kick returns. It was the 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 the, the Bills got the ball to the sixteen. It was a, he should have taken a knee in the first place. Mm-hmm. But the ball to the sixteen then get called for a hold and lose 10 yards. But on the same play, Roberts is going to the ground and he gets his face mask turned all the way around and there's no face mask call there. Again, clear and obvious face mask. The guy's helmet's in the on the side of his face and you don't make that call there either. I thought the refs did a good job at points throughout the, the week or th- throughout the game today of putting – putting their flags away and putting the whistle in their pockets. And I'm fine with that, man. It's playoff football. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see every single hold, every single illegal formation, whatever it might be. But at times when it's clear and obvious, you've got to make a call. Yeah, both teams were only flagged twice today. And I think the one of the penalties for Indianapolis came on the um, offsides. Mm-hmm. Or the false start, yeah. The offside, yeah, yeah, what was the, the other one? On? Um, I don't have that in front of me. I just see total well, penalty accepted penalties, just two on each side. So, two for 10 against the Colts and two for seven against the Bills. Yeah, there's a lot of questions that I have for Al River on. We should get him on the show so I could just tell him how much he sucks. <laughs> he would not take that interview, but I'll let him he, know. I think he blocked me on Twitter one time because I told him that he was just <laughs> not good at his job. Oh, oh, <laughs> just saw this from uh, Mike Garofalo. He says. Bills running back Zach Moss expected to miss time with an ankle injury suffered today. There's a fear his postseason is over. It did not look good. No, it did not look good. Um, you know what? As much as I like Zach Moss and as much as that's going to suck, Buffalo's not a big running team. I think Singletary is fine. Um, Your boy Antonio might come up. That's, that was going to be my next point. Antonio Williams, I thought, did a good job. Dude, bring him up. Maybe he rushes for 180 yards or something next week. You know, I don't know. I but it's it, the the thing that Antonio Williams has working for him though is the fact that he ran the way he did against a starting defense in this league and not a second string, third string defense. You know, he played against a starting defense that needed to win the game last week and ran all over them and looked good doing it. So I'm okay with if he comes up as long as they don't give like. TJ Yeldon a lot of touches or 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 Taiwan Jones a lot of touches like they can don't get stupid. dude you just let Josh Cook man just let Josh Cook there it is there it is all right Charlie got any final thoughts for us we said we 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 hope for Pittsburgh in the next round all Pittsburgh has to do is beat Cleveland uh, yes. any other final thoughts on this game today they won the Bills won a playoff game the last time was December nineteen ninety five. 
what I have a question for you. What what am I supposed to do? Like well, I'm not, all the other games. The Bills won a playoff game. Like, what do you do now? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I've never had well, this feeling. All right, listen, I think I think for next week I'm gonna need to like send you some deep breathing exercises. Every commercial you need to inhale for four, hold for four, exhale, you know, that kind of that kind of stuff. Keep that sometimes, heart rate down a little bit. Sometimes I think my wife only watches the games with me in case something happens to me during the game, so she can be here to wow. call nine one one if she needs to. Wow, she should buy you like life alert or something if she's not home. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, Bills Bills football in general, which I haven't been too crazy all year. I think the last time I I yelled the way that I did today was maybe the Cardinals game, but other than that, I'm like fairly fairly quiet this season. All right. Well, that's good. So, all right. Bills are winners. 27, 24 did not cover the spread due to some, some poor defense. Uh, but they won the game. They're on, yes. they will have another home game. Another batch of fans will potentially get to go. And this week on Thursday is the Buffalo Sabres season opener. So we are hoping to have uh, Joe Yerden on. Joe Yerden is a, is a Sabres reporter. He knows his stuff. We are hoping to get him on uh, for a little Sabres preview, and we hope you guys stay with us. So that's all from me. Um, I'm really excited about hockey season. I don't know if I'm excited just to see the Sabres play or if I'm just excited to see the new uniforms on the ice. Yeah, I saw. Like the know. royal blue, the royal blue practice jerseys, like mm. those are beautiful. Yep. I just like the royal. And I love the fact that they went with the white uh, helmet straps and not like – you know, like, like last year they had the Navy helmets with the black straps. I didn't get it. You always got to go with the white. The white's such a cleaner look. Um, but I'm excited for hockey season. Excited to talk hockey with Joe um, and and talk some of the beautiful unis and talk about how the Sabres players did at the World Juniors. They got two guys who came in from the World Juniors uh, this week in Jack Quinn and uh, Dylan Cousins. Both guys flew in overnight right after the championship game. Um and are in Buffalo at practice. Practicing right now with the AHL guys. We'll see what happens. Obviously no preseason, so we may not even see them in the league this year, but we'll see. Um, but, Nick, with all that said, that's all I got. The Bills won a playoff game first time in 25 years. A home playoff game at that. Got another crack at it next week. Hopefully better officiating. Hopefully better defense. Hopefully the Bills decide to let Josh cook. And that's all I got. Everyone remember to like. Subscribe, follow all that good stuff on Twitter at the underscore process pod. Follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Veronica, me on Twitter at Chawit68. Um, let us know what you think every single week. And Nick, most importantly, remember to always trust the process.